Hey, Brandon, pour me another one. <sighs> I mean, I'm, I still want to drink, though. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm just yeah, saying. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. We're here now. Okay, I'm glad. glad. We locked in. I was, a little, I was a little worried, man. You walked in here. No, no, no. I'm just hungry. Okay, okay. Bro, it's been, you know, okay, the last the last uh, 48 hours, I went to work, right? <laughs> <laughs> I worked the last, like, three days. Yeah. I worked, like, a nine-hour shift, and then, yeah, I worked a nine-hour shift, and then right after that, ran, I didn't even go home, just changed, and then went to the show, right? Yeah. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then, right after the show, we slide to the after party, we kick it from, and I didn't even drink for a lap. I had, like, one brew. And niggas had like bottles and everything, but I was like, nah, no, I gotta get up and go to work. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right. Um, and then had to get up early again to go right back to work. And then right after work, forgot my equipment for the pot. Dang. <laughs> had, to, had to go home and then get my stuff, shower, and then come back out. It's been, a, I'm, I'm tired right now. Like, I'm tired. Hey, but man. I'm cool, but I'm here. Yeah, that's, I mean, because the pod takes precedence. Yeah, man. We, we gotta make sure we, we gotta make sure we keep giving the people what they want. Um, back and better than ever. Yeah. You can say All right, we're here, man. I'm ready to get to it. Let's get it. We do need to name that section for fans, though, when they when they give us a little uh, little pushback. I mean, this is. Which what did you call it? Push, uh, like pushback. I think I said pushback. Push or clap, feedback. Clap back. I'm dead. Clap back. Clap back. We're going to clap back. That record wasn't bad. It actually wasn't. But it was it was it it wasn't good for It was the, very timely. Yeah, it wasn't good for the the beef, but it was a it was a cool record when it came out. Yeah. Let's take him to war. He said we're going to clap. <clears throat> man, man, what a guy Ja Rule. Now, I told you how I was saying for the longest time they could check my tweets and go back. Ja Rule needed a versus then he had that versus and then he Yeah, he murdered. To be done. He, he murdered it. Oh, we ready. I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> but we ready though. The pod yeah. is ready. All right. It's uh it's Wednesday. Jeez. Got some whiskey in the cup. You know what time it is. Sheesh. Whiskey Wednesdays. Whiskey we back, Wednesday. man. We back. Cheers. How you how you feeling, man? man hold on. Oh, oh yeah, my fault, my fault. There it is. How you feeling? You were you were telling me you you know you had a you you've been working lately. Man, listen. I, I I'm trying, bro. I'm trying to, you know, uh I'm burning the candle on both ends. You know, I'm exhausting every um Every talent I have yep. right now, I'm just you know working. I like being busy. I feel like it's good practice for when things move in another direction. You know what? Somebody asked me the other day. They said, "Yo, what, what um, what's your dream job? What, what what would you want to do with your life if you could do anything?" And uh, some people are like, "Oh, I want to do like be like an astronaut or something." It felt like it was like a room full of kids or something. I said, "What I would want to do is exactly what I do right now, but with a larger budget." And that's that. And that's exactly how I feel. So right now, doing shows, recording the podcast, working on music, uh, working on this film, executive producing that, and uh, and composing the music for that. And I'm also going to be in it. So I'm busy and still working a full-time job. So yeah, all of that together has uh, kept me kind of kind of tired, kind of busy, but it's a good tire. So over the that's last cool. 48 hours, went to work, left work, did a show. Shout out to my brother, Jay Ho. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your EP, your album. Yeah, man. Uh, I had the honor of featuring on one of the tracks. It's called Bleed. His album is called Make Time for Love. Mm-hmm. You can find it on all di- DSPs, all digital streaming platforms. J-Ho is a multi-talented uh, musician, dancer, videographer, actor, whatever you need, J-Ho can do it. And we had a good time at his uh, album release last night. Met a lot of very nice people, very beautiful people, very talented people. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm again I'll just say very beautiful people <laughs> in that joint. You know what I'm saying? And I, I got to uh I got to perform a little number, a little ditty. Uh uh-uh, uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? Take that, take that. Uh-huh. And uh so I got to perform my new single, My Baby, which is out right now on all streaming platforms. Uh my new single My Baby is out right now on all streaming single <laughs> we call it edit. My new single, My Baby, is out right now on all streaming platforms. My new single, My Baby, is out right now on all streaming platforms. The ultimate measure. The measure Johnny when I need him. Shout out to Big Cats. The measure, the ultimate man, the measure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah, man. That's what's up. I always say it's always, you know, it's always a blessing to be able to be working. Because... You know, as artists, I think all of us know how it feels to not be working, and it it, it, it sucks. Like yeah. you know, it's, that's that's the, really the times when you kind of start questioning yourself, kind of you know, kind of dealing with doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's something that a lot of all all artists, I mean, people in general face, but yeah, artists in particular. So if you guys do know someone who is just an artist of some sort, whether it's visual performance, um, checking on them from time to time, you know, because a lot of times you all see the good you know you see it we're posting on social media when, mm-hmm. we're, when we're moving but think about us when we're you know kind of in in our creative spaces and we're trying to give you all mm-hmm. um our best while yeah. you know still pushing through the mental and um you know sometimes some some weeks and some months we might not be working a lot of yeah. times when you're not moving and you're not working this ain't a nine to five you know what i mean so yeah. if that's not happening sometimes you can kind of ha- have 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 a little cloud cloudy space in, in your head so For sure um it's always a good thing when you are working honestly anybody that's chasing any dream that they have you yeah. know what I'm saying? and not looking to uh just solely uh work and support someone else's dream like anyone that's out here chasing their dreams check on them because they're working sun of the sun down yep anytime they're not working at whatever their day job is they're working on their craft so yep um it's it's a it can be a struggle at times but it's also very rewarding when you can feel something that you created yourself that comes out of you um see it come to fruition and see it uh you know connect with other people absolutely yeah so that's i feel good about that so we had a great show great venue shout out to the eaton hotel in dc yeah it was cool to come check y'all out man y'all did a, y'all did a good job eaton man. Was it was nice was eaton was very nice and uh, i definitely plan on going back in there uh and getting festive yeah because I, I think it's built for that yeah. yeah i had to come in there you know a little what you had to do um you know, I had to come in there a little discreet. I didn't want mm. people to, you know, come mm. up and, you know, start asking me if I'm performing and, like, you know. <laughs> That's what you know about to happen? Yeah, you, you came in incognito. Yeah, yeah, you nah, thought they was going. You thought they was going to ask me autograph. Nah, I'm, I'm messing with you, man. I um, know. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it, it really was a good time. I'm glad I was able to make it out. I'm glad um, you did as well. Yeah, and it was good stuff. And it's always just nice to see new artist you yeah. know I, I hadn't hadn't you know been able to see any of those people who performed um mm-hmm. before you so it was cool stuff like yeah. and then it's always a nice uh opportunity to go and network with people and um yeah it was just it was cool it was cool to be able to co- go and uh and, and check you guys out so i agree man and, and uh, me and jay we already had a discussion we're definitely gonna put some more shows together nice um so we're gonna do some good stuff yeah i'm yeah. gonna give y'all a full set next time i'm not gonna tease you with one record but like I said, uh, my new single, My Baby, is out right now on all digital streaming platforms. <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and hear that, uh, by all means, do that. Uh, so we, we good. We ready to go, man. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot of topics today. Mm. Um, last episode, we got a little real. And um, I think we're going to get a little real this episode, too, with some of these topics, man. This is, this is what we do. 
So I'm about that, man. I think the realest the realest topic we had was that uh that genuine and Cisco topic. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you're listening on Spotify for that last episode, there is a poll up there where you can actually answer the question mm-hmm. uh which one uh had more feeling and more emotion in it. Was it Cisco in the thong song or genuine yeah. in those jeans? Yeah, yeah. So please answer that. And when we see the results, we are going to mention it on the next episode. And I and, and as you were like, you know, I, I listened back to the episode and I was like, bro, you were actually absolutely right about how how passionate he was about fitting. I, I never really thought about it literally that way. And he was he the, the line is he was completely. Is there any more yeah. room in those jeans? But you know, I never thought about it literally. Like this man really wanted to get in there with her. He's a wild boy. That's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um. So look. We got we got two random topics that we're gonna hit um, to start off, and then we're gonna jump into, you know, uh, what we really want to get to. But I uh, saw a post today uh, <laughs> from Safari that said, if you are paying anything under a hundred dollars for a haircut, chances are you are getting zeked. Okay. And he also put the dollar sign after the the digits, so he put one zero zero dollar sign. That's nasty. Which is actually insane. That's nasty. <laughs> So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that to see where we actually are in our lives and wow um, um, yeah so so here here's my take on that I don't I don't mean it uh, so I I pay about forty for my cuts okay yeah same right um and you know throw I throw a nice dice tip on top I like to throw ten dollars on top of it shout uh-huh. out to Nay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Royal Cuts Grooming out in uh, Bladensburg yeah, pull up she they will right. take care of you she will get you right my fate is always like that yeah when I pull up um. People have a habit of when you have a lot of money, paying more money yeah. for the same service and and uh, quality of something that everyone else is getting. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And let me let you know, when my money go up, I will not be doing that because it's stupid. All right. So what happens if Nay is like, I mean, nah, bro, you you you're a millionaire. Like you got to pay you got to pay me. You shouldn't be counting my pockets. It doesn't matter if I'm a millionaire because I'm the same customer you okay. had before. Let me ask you this. If everyone else gets the same price for the same cut, are why you, am I paying more money? Are you going to get more frequent cuts? Are you taking her on the road with you? No. If I if I pull up to the shop like I do, like I come back around but the you, way. You're, to- you're on tour. You, you're traveling. That don't have nothing to do with you. But you need a barber with you while you're if, touring? No. Not, uh, maybe. Okay. But if, if that's not the case and I'm just going to the shop to get a cut. Nah, like man. I've been doing for the Look. past few years, I should be paying the same amount of money. That's like saying, oh, because you got a lot of money, now you have to go everywhere you go, you have to pay more money for something. So now every time I go to Whole Foods, they're gonna be like, yo, oh, before you before you buy these items, um, can you type in your uh your net income? They're like, oh, you make a lot of money, you're actually gonna pay more you're for right. this. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I, I don't agree with it, but I'm just saying people's expectations of you change. Definitely when they know what type of lifestyle you live in. That's not um, my business. And, and that's we're going into a deeper topic right now, yeah. but this wasn't supposed to be a deep topic. It, yeah. So first of all, Safari, you wild. And second of all, it's crazy that he's the person that said that because yeah. I know you saw that picture of him when he had the, what's that black stuff? That Beijing. When he had the Beijing. Yeah, that thing was dark. It added an extra uh, it was, inch it, to least, his hairline. At least an inch or two. Crazy. Yeah. So if so, I can see why he paid a hundred because they had to paint that. <laughs> that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. That's that's symmetry. That's uh, what's the what they had to get the algorithms right and the oh geometry, right? right, right the right. geometry, the trigonometry, all the geometries, all right? To get that uh that Beijing, yeah, lined um, up like that. That's well, crazy. Well, listen, I'm gonna give a shout out to my barber, uh, yeah, Tyson over at Wise Cuts, Mike Tyson. Um, I go, <laughs> yes, Mike Tyson too. I'm gonna give a shout out to him, but uh, my barber uh, Tyson, shout out to Tyson, man. He gets me right. 
um and it just you know good conversation man and um he's also you know he's also greek mm. and which is cool man like having conversations he he's he is a sigma mm. um you know the two of us are alphas in case anyone who's listening didn't necessarily know that but very much so um it's just always cool to you know have that type of connection and yeah. um yeah, he, you know, and he gets he gets you right, but yeah, his his price is you know uh, thirty five or forty dollars, and I, I usually will tip him well, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is just you know his service, like his customer service. Like I know that you know he looks out for me, cares to try to squeeze me in. That's right. Um, and that type of treatment that you get from your barber is definitely valuable. Absolutely. Um, I'll say this though, I think when I get to the point where you know I'm 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 making the money that I want to make doing music and and traveling and whatnot. I feel like I probably would have my um, have my barber on some type of small salary where I'm able to, you know, hit him up and say, yo, uh, you know, I need you to come to my house once or twice a week. Make sure my lineup is good. Make sure that the, the fade is right. Or, hey, look, I need you because you're pulling if you're pulling them away from the shop for sure. two months or whatever to go on the road with you. Um, you got to make sure you, you, you're taking care of him, you know, him or her and their family. So, yeah, if, if that's what you want to do, I, yeah. I'm, I was thinking more of just keeping it simple. Like if a celebrity just walks into your shop and they want to get a cut, you shouldn't be charging them more than you charge anybody else. If you're just giving them, you're giving them the same quality of service that you give other people. You can't count other people's pockets. It should be. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, if they decide to tip you more money because they have it. Yeah. Then you appreciate that, but you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I know you." I checked Google and it said that you made uh, seven mil last year, so that's going to be two fifty. Now let's be real. Safari is probably going to a celebrity barber, mm. and their price is going to be a hundred dollars or whatever. They're, they probably get paid a hundred dollars an hour or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. This this tweet was a uh, flex for me. It, and, it was, it's a bad flex. Yeah, it's nasty. It, it just was. And it was. And the dollar sign was after the numbers. Uh, yeah, which is just completely ignorant. And the, the inch inch long Beijing. Yeah, I don't I don't know what was going on with him. Yeah, um, that's that's not it. But yeah, man. Uh, so I, I'm not sure what happened with it. Um, but I think we, you know, we both, you know, we agree on it. You don't have to pay anybody a hundred dollars for a haircut. Um, and you know, I, I'm not I'm not quite sure what Safari was doing that day, but. I'm dead. If he is paying that much, hopefully he can find someone else. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but I'm also dead at that. Oh, and speaking of sigmas, yeah. uh, DJ from last night at J Ho's uh, album release party, DJ uh, DJ Soul, DJ shout Soul, out to yeah. him. He is also uh, a sigma. He brought oh, cool. that up last night. Nice. So uh, I just wanted to make sure I shout him out. Great DJ. We're definitely gonna do some work in the future. Shout out to DJ Soul. Shout out to J Ho. Shout out to all the other artists in attendance. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my video man, the video guy, my boy G Hatch, Gerald Hatch. We had a great time. Any movie that you've seen from me, Hatch has shot it. Yep. So uh, we got a nice community out here in the DMV of uh, artists, and we're trying to bring that community together. One more person to shout out. Shout out to um, Alex Vaughn. If you don't know Alex Vaughn, the singer, uh, you know of Alex Vaughn. She's a, she's a pretty popular singer popping out here. I've, I've performed at one of her uh, open mic events. She actually just signed with LVRN. Oh, cool. Uh, so now she's going to be over there with who? Uh, Black and Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. Well-deserved. She's a great artist. She's been working hard for a very long time. So I just wanted to make sure I shout that out, too. Nice. DMV is up. Yeah, man. And that's, uh, that's something that we definitely want to use this platform for, really pulling artists together in this area to start off. And then we'll just you know expand from there. But for sure, there's a lot of talent here in the DMV. And sure. Um, this is really cool to kind of be plugged in and yeah. a part of that that really good talent. Yeah, we got to stand firm in that. And, and DMB artists, just like we had last night in the event, us sticking together and, and bringing our audiences together and putting yeah. on shows is definitely going to help to build up the value 
of our um, our music scene here in the DMV because we can be just as big as Atlanta, mm-hmm. as as New York, as LA, as anywhere else if yeah. we stick together and do it together. Not once somebody signs a deal, then they're never back in the DMV anymore. You know what I'm saying? We Dang. we need to still see, see you out here. We need to see you on U Street at Oozing Eyes. We need to see you out here. Who are you talking moving to? Around. Talking? I'm not. I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> okay. I'm not talking okay. to anybody. Okay. I think I'm talking to know. myself for, for okay. as I continue to move forward. Right, I feel you. Making sure that I don't forget where I came from. I'm gonna forget. Feel? Yeah, <laughs> nah, I'm joking, man. Nah, but I'm definitely gonna be in LA. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> so look, um, I think that we had another, another, you know, topic that we wanted to hit. Um, but I, if you're cool, I'm kind of ready to jump in. Let's jump in. I'm ready bro. to jump in, man. So, um, first up on the list, you know, <laughs> we want to revisit some of the conversations that we've that we've had in the past. We love y'all's feedback. We love it when y'all. Uh, you know, or, uh, hit us up and you like, nah, y'all were tripping or like, I actually think mm-hmm. this or that. Um, so I know these, I see that you put here on the list. You want to revisit the Cisco versus uh, and possibly a Marion. I, I see that you wanted to you know, yeah. do a so, hot take on that. So I, my hot take was I could kind of see a parallel when I, when I mentioned um, like versus in general and, and possibly Cisco having one. And I think we said who Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Don't kill me, y'all, but I actually kind of see a parallel where Cisco and Omarion could have a versus. I understand that they're from two different, um, practically like decades of mm-hmm. music. I don't know if they overlapped at all. Um, maybe like in his B2K days or anything like that. Yeah. But they were both in groups, right? Both in groups that were very successful. Yeah. They both had very successful solo careers. They both had big records. And I thought that might be interesting. And they both sing and dance. I thought it might be interesting. And I think it would be the first time in Versus where they kind of pull people from different eras okay. to compete against each other. I thought that might be kind of cool. Uh, I don't I don't, I don't. think I want to see that. Because <laughs> <laughs> after, after the thong song, you can play Touch. Yeah. So thong song, then it's Touch. Touch is a hit. But nah, what? I'm good. I'm, I'm actually completely good on that. <laughs> I'm good on it. Like I don't want to see it. I don't want to. But don't, you don't. But do you think that's? Do you think that's a bad? No, it wouldn't be a bad. It matchup. makes sense, right? It would make sense. But I'm trying to think of like what I want to see. Like what I yeah. want to jump on IG or, or Triller and like watch. And I actually don't want to see. I don't want to see Cisco versus Amarion. But and I'm gonna keep it a brick with you. Amarion gonna win that joint. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Amarion has. He actually does have hits. What? I think. I think that we. Amarion slept on actually. Yeah. They doing a little TikTok challenge of him doing that dance, but Amarion yeah. is actually a legend. He is. Yeah. That old album is definitely his pivotal album. We don't even have to have the whole discussion and go down his discography. That's yeah. the one. Um, and You Got Served is definitely a classic. Cut it out. I'm always going to do it for Lil Saint. So. <laughs> doing it for Lil Saint. I'm doing it for Lil Saint. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, I yeah. we, we never know. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, versus folks, if y'all listening, hey. consider. Consider. Um, You also have, you wanted, you wanted to circle back on Real King of R&B. Yeah. Revisit that. So I wasn't sure if, if I said it. I did go back and listen to the episode. I did mention him. But I actually want to double down and triple down on this mm-hmm. because the the things that I said about, for example, Michael Jackson being the king of pop, I said, yeah, someone whose music is played uh, by many, many people all over the world, mm-hmm. uh, different, you know, different cultures. They play your music at certain times of the year. Yep. It's universal. And you got you have numerous, numerous hits. Stevie is the king of R&B. OK. And soul. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I know I know we tossed his name in, in, in the ring or whatever. Yes. And- um, yeah, it, it, that's not a that's not a crazy. Yeah, not, not a crazy I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, if 
if you were to what put Stevie up. I know you mentioned Luther, Stevie and Luther. If they had a, a versus Stevie, yeah. would, Stevie would definitely win that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it would be means. it would be a celebration. It wouldn't be yeah, that'd uh, be crazy. Yeah, that would be nuts. That'd be crazy. We miss Luther, man. We'll hopefully, we'll see him soon in paradise or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we don't want to say soon, but we'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luther, uh, Lu- Lufa, <laughs> Luther. which Luther? Skinny Luther or Big Luther? Big man, come yeah, on, man! Big, big dog, Luther. big dog, Luther. Yeah. But he was definitely, uh, you know, making some, trying to make some more current hits when he got skinny. Um, Can I take you out tonight? Who wrote yeah. that? It sounded like a Jaheem hit. It sounded like a Jaheem record. I thought it sounded like Babyface. As a writer, yes. Yeah, but yeah that's what like I'm talking about. Someone who, who could it. actually. I'm gonna have to look that up and see who wrote it. I'm gonna tell you who I hope didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you who I hope didn't write it. And is that a topic on the list? Uh, I don't know who you're gonna say. Robert Kelly. Oh I'm, yes, I'm hoping that Robert Kelly Robert, didn't write that. Robert actually is a, a topic that is. Uh, that, let's let's go ahead. Let's, let's just go ahead and jump into let's it. Jump into All it. right, let me. I'm gonna look up and see who <sighs> wrote that song. Uh, but proceed, bro. Robert, come on, man. So look, check it out. R. Kelly has been convicted. He had like 97 uh, counts of. Nah, I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> dude is probably looking at jail time for the rest of his life. Um, a lot of things have surfaced. Um, and a video actually surfaced recently where this man had somebody. <laughs> oh my God. Performance and he was saying, You only got to be 18 or older. He um, said, Who want to come home with yeah. me? Who want to play house with me? Man, that's crazy. You only got to be eight. And then he has some clown. Yeah. He said, You only got to be 18. Yeah. And then he has somebody run on a grown man. A grown man. Ran on stage with a sign mm-hmm. with the number 18 on it and showed it to the audience. And they were screaming, Ah. What I want to know, people are people are nuts. First of all, people in the audience. are bonkers. <laughs> what I want to know, I, I mean, out, I guess that was his audience. I don't know. Maybe that was his audience was was like younger women, not necessarily women who are under eighteen, but women who were barely legal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the case was, but I want to know how much he paid dude to run on stage with that eighteen sign. Probably a hundred dollars with a with a dollar sign in the back. That's <laughs> very <laughs> like, nice, come on, man. Come on, that's man. nasty. So yeah, Luther is uh, not Luther. Jeez, not Luther. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's probably done. I did see something uh, after that that said that he plans on um, pretty much snitching on any other musician in the music industry who oh. who is uh, who was in that with him. So if he is, take him all with you, bro. Take him all with Ooh. you. You're not getting out, but he, he should. Yeah. Because there are too many situations where we, we live in a patriarchal society mm-hmm. and men benefit from... Um, just being men to where they get away from things, especially men with money and power. You get yeah, away with things sure. and you get to abuse people. And, and the thing is, you do these things to these women. And he apparently he was doing it to boys, too. That's wow. You do these things and you assault these people and you traumatize them for the rest of their life for yep. a, a, a few minutes of gratification for yourself. It's disgusting. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you have you have access to anything in the world, but you're purposely going out of your way to... a. Um, to attract younger people like the stories of him visiting high schools and, and hanging out at the mall you make way too much money to be at the mall like imagine going to Pentagon City and, and R. Kelly and that joint like yeah that's weird why is R. Kelly at Tyson's that's you know weird. what I'm saying so he he deserves everything you get we all reap what we sow and so if there are other people who are involved in that take them yeah let me ask you this though yeah are you playing his music no I haven't listened to R. Kelly music in, in a really long time alright if it come on you turn it off Probably. Wow. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm 99% sure I turned it off. I've so tried. I'm going to say this. The, the hardest one to not listen to out of his music is 12 Play. Okay. Only because I the, the style of that music was so different and, and 
it, that that actually was his pivotal album. Okay. Right? But we're not going to dive deep into his music because he doesn't deserve a breakdown. But that album is, <laughs> as a student of music, mm-hmm. I would want to go back and listen to it to analyze it and learn from it the structure of the songs and everything. The same things we always talk about every episode. Uh, not to enjoy it. Um, yeah. So if I were to ever play it again, and I'm not saying I will, it would definitely be in an analytical, scientific uh, capacity and not in a, oh, this is my jam capacity. You won't hear me step in the name of love ever again. Okay. I, I do not believe I can fly. Okay. Uh, that's that's crazy because he messed up all our graduations from third grade. Yeah. And um, Ignition. Uh, the remix is gone. The, the remix. Fiesta. And no more Fiestas. No more Fiestas. Damn. He had, he had one job. Dang. Leave people alone. Nah, he can do that. He don't, I don't know the whole time, people. No, I don't know the whole time. Yeah, man. I, for me, I, um, I'm not going to say I'm going to jump in my car and turn on R. Kelly. But if I'm at a wedding and, and a song come on, I can't make any promises that I'm not about to. I'm not gonna leave. The, I can't make promises I'm gonna leave the dance floor. But I might have a conversation with the DJ afterwards and be like, "Don't do that to me again." So if stepping in the name of love, come on, you you gonna step? I might. You gonna step step side to side? I might. I might. I'm not gonna lie. But I might. I'll, I'll probably sit that one out. But when that uh, Cuba shovel come on, you getting up? Down down do your sweating. dance. Sweating through the dress shirt. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm in there. I'm in there for that joint. And when the cha cha slide come on, I'm still waiting for part two. Part two coming soon. Bro, that what happened to it? Never where came. Where is Duke? Where at? is it though? Yeah. hmm But where is it? Oh, um, you know what's hold on, time out. You know what's another song that's in that realm <laughs> that uh that that doesn't get enough praise? Remember that one joint? I remember who the, it was an older guy. A little bit of Jessica in my life. A little uh, bit of Rita on the side. That was a banger. That, that's, it's something, something, 90, something 96. Uh, uh, Man, that, that was a joke. We going to ask Google something. If, yeah. Hey, y'all listeners out there, if y'all remember what song it is, please let us know. Because yeah, that joke was a banger. And he, yo. Yeah. A little bit of Rita is all I need. All I was like, dang, dang. <laughs> I was like, I was like ten, like, oh yeah, man, this is a hit. I want to say that elementary school was pretty lit with the, the line yeah, dances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Shout out to all the line dances. We not stepping the name of love because we clearly have other options to get to. <laughs> can you keep us the Jameson, please? Oh, absolutely. Will. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Wow. Yeah, okay, it's, yeah. it's a, a slither there. We going yeah, yeah, we're having a little, um, like a little potluck of whiskeys today. Potluck. You know, That's good. That's good. We didn't run to the store today. We had a, a lot going on. Um, so we're, we got the Jameson, we got the honey Jack and we still got the gentleman Jack. We kind of yeah. bouncing around with those. And then we got some bros coming apparently, uh, not apparently we got the bros pulling up later yeah. to celebrate, uh, my new single, my baby that's out right now on all digital streaming <laughs> platforms <laughs> and they're actually bringing tequila. So it's one of them nights. We're going to have a good time. We're going to fellowship Oof. with the brotherhood. Fellowship. That's good. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You know what I mean? So, so what else you got on the topic list? Uh, so I wanted to, this is actually something that we, we've had on the, on the list for a couple of weeks and, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it. Uh, so Andre 3000 is he, he's an artist that we talked about, I think episode two legend. Um, and you know, we, we went into like, you know what he was talking about with the, the verse that he did for Kanye and it getting leaked and things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, recently he's resurfaced, but he also said, um, that you can, he believes that you can age out of a genre. And, you know, the way that he put it was uh, hip hop, you need to be hip and uh, you need to make sure you exit before you're no longer hip. Do you think that you can age out of a genre? No, Um, I think I understand where he's coming from. I think big corporations and big labels make us feel like you can age out of a genre because Mm -hmm. styles can change. You know what I'm saying? Like the era when uh, Outkast was coming up is completely different than you know, like what we have now and like right. mumble rapping or, or the 
these dudes, they really out here trying to sing and rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think um, the style change. It's like we talked about before about like maybe like conforming to whatever's going on, that kind of thing. I think hip hop is first of all, it's probably the youngest genre out of them all. Yeah. Right. So no one really knows what it's like to get old in hip hop yet. Mm-hmm. And um, I think platforms like Versus and and people like watching Jay Z and watching Nas and watching them move mm-hmm. is they're helping us to write the blueprint, pun intended, um, mm-hmm. on how to how to age gracefully in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And really. The same way I talked about Usher is saying, like, you know, being willing to take that that big brother or that, you know, that yeah. kind of like, I don't want to say uncle stance that, but that big brother stance in hip hop is, um, Jay-Z does a great job at it. You have older rappers now, like, the guys who are blowing up now are older, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Jay-Z dropped his first album when he was like 26. You got the guys from Griselda, mm-hmm. um, who, they're all, in, I think they're in their 30s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, we're all older and... and you start to understand that you don't need to be 16, 18 in your, in your, you know, 22 to be a musician. I don't think you age out. I think you figure out, um, how to make it work for you and you keep moving forward like that with your core audience. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so I'm going to speak from a different perspective. So I think you, you hit the nail on the head with hip hop. Yeah. And, um, I know that that's his genre uh, and it's kind of hard to say, Andre 3000 is strictly hip hop because the one I know, he's also a little crossover. And, Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of a lot of times the protect perspective I'll speak from um, as a crossover artist. I look at artists who are able to do it. And I think it's a, for me, I think it's a, a challenging um, feat to reach to be able to cross over to different genres, right? So I think that instead of looking at it as like you can age out of a genre, um, I think that it's an opportunity for you to experiment a bit and to be able to see what you're able to do and i think that that's something that he started doing before he exited out so like hey ya and stuff like that like completely different sound right Mm -hmm. for them and then him and big boy being able to kind of find a different um path for themselves that's what you got to do so that you can stay relevant and those those are they're still making they're still making classic music yeah i I took it i took it as him saying that he doesn't want to try to keep up with like yeah. keep up with the Joneses and, and, agree, and try yeah. to compete with the younger guys as far as the style of music they make because he is a pioneer of the sound that they make now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, like right. we can't get that twisted because he was the one that was singing on the track. He was the one Hollywood yeah. divorce. You know yeah. what I'm saying. He was a rapper. He was the singing on the That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but 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 me, I get what he's saying. Let me say this though. So he, um, that's what we were kind of talking about last episode with Chris Brown and stuff like that. We're talking about the king of R and B. Yeah, and staying relevant. And is mm-hmm. the writing still good? Is the yeah. music that you're making still good? And um, I think that's what he's he's really getting at. I agree. You want to have quality music, and if you keep trying to keep up with the young guys, it, ain't gonna happen. it, it might it might be a little you know because little watered down. Yeah, because that's not where you came from. But I mean, if, yeah. if you're if you're a real student of, and you and you still want to continue to learn, there is a way for you to kind of morph it. Uh, you know, put your own spin on it and make it cool. I think For Kanye sure. is doing a good job at that, actually. Yeah. I went back and listened to Donda, and, and it's actually a lot better than I gave it uh, its initial credit for because he it still gave us Kanye. There were a couple of spots where I was kind of, eh, I was like, eh, I'm not sure what you're doing, but at least he was willing to try. And no, for it, me, that's Kanye. Yeah, and it didn't feel like he was forcing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It felt like, oh, I'm trying something new. This is what's moving right now. Let me put my, my spin on it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting thing, but I mean, if if rock stars can get old and, and continue to tour and and put out records, you yeah. know, if if pop artists Maroon Five they're getting Maroon Five, how old is Alan Levine? Is he fifty? He's probably up there. 
So they, they probably he might be older than uh, Andre 3000 or whatever. They they up there, you know what I'm saying? If they could keep dropping records, yeah, anyone can do it, you know. That's I mean that's real. So I I on one hand I understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I'm not quite sure if I agree because we've seen people do it and yeah. it's not corny and they yeah. they figured out a way. I to it. I actually wish that we could have gotten more music from Outkast honestly, but yeah. I you know, <clears throat> I think it was deeper than them trying to get out of the game before they weren't cool anymore. I think there were some some differences happening within the group. True. And um, you know, you know, things change. You kind of want to you want to spread your wings a little bit, do different things. Yep. Uh I mean, Andre 3000, you know, he he pops up, we get you get a treat when he drops verses. Yep. Um, Big Boy had recently dropped something that I liked. I, for, I, I If I find it on my phone, I'll definitely mention it. He had dropped a record recently where he was like just riding in his car in the video just spitting while he was driving. And it was fire. I mean, of course. He was spitting. So it was just like, you know, you can continue to do whatever you want to do. I think it's this one right here. Do you think that... Lowercase Big Boy. Uh, okay. Lowercase Sleepy Brown. Do you... Shout out to Sleepy Brown. <laughs> um, do you think that uh, staying relevant is genre specific? Like, do you think that what Andre 3000 was saying would only apply to to um, to hip hop, whereas you know, like country or uh, rock or pop or R and B or any other genre, it's a bit easier for you to you know to stay relevant and, and grow and age with your music. <laughs> it's interesting. I think I think um, genres that are heavy in the black community are the ones that are. I don't want to say I'm not going to say necessarily the most creative, mm-hmm. but they have the most movement. Right, so okay. they have they they switch up, you know. You you we had New Jack Swing, we had all '90s, we had Mass Slow Jams, you know what I'm saying? We had um, mm-hmm. all kind of different genres, you know. And all of it still fits under the umbrella of R&B, soul, hip hop. I just think black music just continues to grow and morph into different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it happens more than it happens in other genres, and other genres actually take from hip hop. You yeah. know what I mean? Like country music is having course, like they yeah. got trap drums and drums and stuff in it. You know, it's a lot of different things going on. Pop artists they always want to throw um, a, a, a black hip hop artist on their of on their more edgy song. You know, saying we got to get a verse from Future for this song. You know, things like yeah. that. So I think hip hop is just one of those things where it was very similar to the way rock took over, but hip hop's not going nowhere. Nah, you know what I mean? I don't I don't see it ever dying down because it has a life of its own and it continues to turn into something else. Yeah. So it'll continue to grow and, and you got to grow with it. And that doesn't necessarily mean you got to conform to the sound, but if you want to challenge, sure, try to, you know, play around with it and, and see if you can kind of see what's, you know, do what's going on, but you don't have to completely go left right. and be just like somebody else, but you can be inspired by the things that are happening and you can, you can test the waters and you can, I like how Andre 3000 said he wanted to collaborate with a lot of these newer artists, yeah, you know cool. people that we would have never thought, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cool. yeah. the, uh, who he said, he's a little baby, like a little baby, yeah. 3000, that joint might be fire. I mean, imagine though, imagine you, you're in little baby's position, you yeah. know, you're a newer artist and you got somebody like Andre 3000 saying he would love to collaborate with you. Love. That's that means crazy. you're doing something right. That means you're doing something right, man. Yeah. So I, I like that a lot. So I'm looking forward to seeing whatever else he does. I hope that record that he had with Kanye, I hope Kanye strips that verse and puts a more heartfelt one in there to match under 3000s, and they drop that because that record was great. He won't. It makes too much sense. Um, dead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so, you know. We'll tie that up uh, in a bow. Yeah, I think that we're good on that one. Cool. Um, we're moving through this episode, man. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, it's good content, man. And, you know, it's, it's just... You know. And, and we want y'all to know, y'all can also, uh, you know, DM us, DM in the pod account, DM yep. me and Brandon, and, and if things you want to talk about, let us know. You know what I mean? Like, we had an example of... Uh, we're going to figure out what we're going to call this section of, of you know, like the... 
the feedback and the pushback we kind of get from you guys yeah. based on our takes on things. And we got a, um, I got one from my brother Pierre. Shout out to Pierre and his beautiful children and his beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. I love you, brother. My brother Pierre hit me up and he said, yo, Chris Brown's most pivotal album was his first one. He said, that's the one that had run it. Excuse me, miss. Give mm-hmm. me, give me, give me. And he not wrong. That was that was a good, strong album. It was a good album. But I don't know, Pierre, my brother, I don't know if front to back, <laughs> yeah. if that joint going to line up with fame. That's why I picked fame. But I understand where you're coming from because think, that's yeah. the one. If we're using the word pivotal, yeah. then you are correct. That I, is yeah, the I one. I think that we need to define pivotal because you and I yeah. typically go to, okay, start to finish. Mm-hmm. The most hits on the album. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should say the most complete album. Yeah. Yeah, most complete. Uh, because, I mean, yeah, like if we're talking about Pivotal, a lot of times the person's debut album is the one that's putting them on the map. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I actually got some pushback from uh, my cousin Tay and, and a friend of mine, MLP. He, you know, both of them were kind of saying, look, y'all a little too young to understand mm. that uh, – my way and Usher's self-entitled album; those yeah. were actually more pretty pivotal. I know y'all were yeah. talking about um, eighty-seven hundred one and Confessions, but don't forget, you know where he started. Yeah, and I was like, y'all, you're right. I was yeah. six. I was six right. when you know yeah. I, was, I was four when Usher kind of got started. But yeah. um, and you're younger than me, so you're you know you mm-hmm. you probably weren't even talking yet. You know, so I'm, like, I'm t- <laughs> so <laughs> they're like they're right. Like yeah. I mean, but yeah. I like um. It. Yeah, so, yeah, please, DM us, let us know. I mean, we definitely probably stand our ground. On both of those, I'm definitely, if you're going to go toe-to-toe with me, I'm going to still say fame, and I'm going to still say confessions. Yeah, but, um, I, those I, are the ones that had the most hits. I hear know? y'all. What word did I use? Most complete. Those the are the most complete. complete ones. We talked about fame. It had, what, 17 tracks or 18 tracks, and we said we thought 17 out of the 18 were hits. That's scary. So, man. you know, that's where we're going with it. That's but scary. I love it. I love the pushback feedback. We're going to find a way to, to name the episode, and I think we should name this episode Pushback Feedback just because it's funny. Let me ask you a question, man. <laughs> talk to me, dog. Uh, and this is something that I uh, I can talk about all day. I feel like I'm about to be dead. Uh, are managers still necessary for independent artists? We did bring this topic up. Yeah. Are they still necessary all for right, independent so, artists? Forget the independent artists. Are managers necessary, period, Okay. right now? We can go that route. Um, man, I'll put it to you like this. So, specifically for independent artists, because you're not signed to a label who has mm-hmm. a whole team uh, presented to you or whatever the case may be, you mm-hmm. have to learn to do a lot of things yourself, right? Yep. So, like you and I talk about, like I've had a team at one point and, and it didn't really work out because mm-hmm. I felt like I was doing more work you yeah. know, than, than everybody else was doing. It's one of those situations where you learn so much about it that my philosophy is do it yourself until you can pay someone else to do it better. Sure. That's my personal philosophy. So I think independent artists, as you learn to do different things and you learn how to completely run your business, I think an assistant is more important than a manager. Okay. You know what I mean? And it cuts out you putting that money up that 15%. You know, every time you do something, you're paying somebody else, you know. It, I, I think artists had a luxury before of not really needing to conduct any actual business. Sure. Yeah. They got to just make music and perform and, and be artsy all the time, but that's not the reality we live in anymore. Even labels are, are preferring that you are more established before they even sign you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it cuts down on how many people you got to talk to, you know what I mean, as far yeah. as like going through different people. It cuts down on things going through more than one pair of hands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like the idea of just having an assistant 
over having a manager right now. That's where I'm at. For me, so, um, you know, I've had a few experiences, you know, where managers have definitely come in handy. So I used to be in a group called For Sure. Shout out to my bros, For Sure. Shout out to For Sure. Um, And I, we went through a few managers, right? Like, uh, For Sure, we weren't weren't necessarily the easiest group to manage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it was because we knew our image, we knew our sound, and we knew how we wanted to, uh, to break into the industry. And with that, we had to find the right fit in a person who could manage our work. And um, that's what that's really what the important part is. So I say that they came in handy because sometimes when uh, negotiating or, you know, discussing contracts or different gigs that you want to want to do or even studio time or working with producers and stuff like that. Uh, you don't necessarily as the artist want to be the person who has to be the hammer or the person who has to, you know, speak aggressively and, and handle that business because it definitely impacts the work that you do when you all are creating. Uh, like, it, for example, uh, you know, we were working with the producer and there was there were some business conflicts happening. And I know for a fact that if one one of us would have been the ones, you know, approaching him on some business type stuff when it came time to hit the studio and start creating and, you know, producing around things and writing, there's some tension in the room. Whereas you're able to separate the business from the music and not everybody's able to do that artist to artist. Yeah. But you can definitely do that a lot easier when you're speaking to the manager and you got you got some feelings towards my manager, but that business stuff has nothing to do with what we're creating in this space. And that that time those times are definitely uh useful to have a manager. I, th- I think that's interesting though. I just feel like I feel like you can still I mean, even if that tension is not coming from you as the artist, the tension can still exist. You know what I mean? Because the the if you have having, for example, like a, a situation where you're having an issue with a producer, mm-hmm. The producer still knows that that manager works for you. Yeah, but so they're going to assume that that take or that 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 viewpoint that they're coming with is coming from you in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah, so what's the difference? But the difference is is that that person speaks on your behalf. So there has to be a separation where whoever you're doing business with knows that you discuss business with my manager, and we discuss we discuss creative space and music, and that there has to be that conversation. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I'm saying that with me having a manager, that's when it's been been the most successful. Yeah. Now, I've also been in situations as a solo artist um, with management and, you know, I've grown to have friendships with, you know, people who, you know, I've had manage me in that space. Um, but kind of like what you said, personally, if I'm going to have management right now at this point in my career, it has to be someone who's able to do more for me than I'm able to do for myself. Yeah. Otherwise, I function, I, I function as far as an artist um, from the perspective of like a business. Yeah. So I know I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, a small growing business right now before I become a major corporation. Mm-hmm. And in that I subcontract, right? Like I, I know, okay, cool. I, I need somebody to hit up, like to do some graphic designs. I got, I got my guy to do that. Okay. I need some video done. I got my guy to do that. Okay. I need somebody to do production. I'm gonna hit up, I'm gonna hit up Grayson, right? I got, I got different people for what I need. Um, and that's a, that's a good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. So when the time comes and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm getting signed. I got a team already. Yeah, I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, and hopefully those people will, you know, kind of come on board because we've been working together for the past few years. But that's that's more so the direction that I feel like you should be in. And you should really be able to manage yourself right now as an independent artist. Yeah. I mean, I I guess uh, looking at it from the standpoint of like what I'm I'm saying, uh, like an assistant and then the manager, Mm -hmm. it can can be very similar. Yeah, I agree. Um, you have your 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 desires, your wants, and your needs to get things done, and then you tell them like, "Yo, just go have these conversations." But I, yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of 
personally, right now, I'm not a fan of feeling the need to talk through somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with having somebody else follow up and, and kind of enforce the things, you know what I'm saying, and keep yep. track of my schedule and keep track of things I want to do. Uh, but I'm, I'm all for having the conversations myself. And then, you know, like you said, like contracting or, you know, whatever the case may be. Okay, I got a lawyer here. I got a, a booking agent right here who's going to mm-hmm. help me with the shows. I got, you know, I got uh, tour managers, that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm all for trying to keep it as small as possible. Yeah. And, um yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think it's. It's. I don't think a manager is as necessary right now for independent artists because we've been working so hard as independent artists to get established ourselves. Yeah. That it's like, oh, so now that I'm, I'm getting, I'm moving, I'm more successful now. I got to bring somebody else in and well, then split the money up. Just kind of looking at it from a different perspective, right? Yeah. So you wanna? It's like having a girl who who you with before you blow up, mm-hmm. right? It's nice to have that person who believed in you before you were big. Yeah. And they're like, I'm pushing you. I believe in you. I'm doing this for for nothing. Uh, or I'm, I'm gonna take a, you know, I, I might take a small percentage of this, but I'm not even really doing this for the money. I, I believe in you as an artist. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing when you actually do make it, and that person is still with you. Yeah, you it's they, a case by case thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, people have, I'm sure there have been people who've had that situation. I've had people say that to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I've had people who are like, yeah, I want to manage you. They like, believe you know in you. What I'm saying? Yeah, I believe in you. And then when it was time to work, they didn't do no work. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a problem right there. <laughs> yeah, so you know it is what it is. You know yeah. it's, that's just how it goes. So, but at the end of the day, you know who you can you can depend on one hundred percent. Absolutely. So yeah. if if it succeeds, all right, I know I did my part. If if it fails, then I know who to, who to blame. Just yeah. blame yourself. You know. I would so, say you know as independent independent artists, what's more important to have is a strong team around you. Yeah, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll get you'll you'll know you'll know when you're at the point where all right, I think I might need a manager mm-hmm. or I might need an entertainment lawyer because I'm starting to get more contracts and I don't yeah. want to be taken advantage of. Right. Um, but at but the those same things th- are different. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I have a, a couple of like lawyers I can reach out to sure. if, if a yeah. contract hits the table, but yeah. that don't necessarily mean that. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I don't think, I'm just not big on someone else going to meetings for, about me and, and, and for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I feel like moving forward, I should be there at all times. Of course, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. So like, I I don't I don't need anybody speaking for me. You know what I mean? Like, unless I I just feel assistant is a little better because that's yeah. somebody who they're gonna keep track of everything for you. But it's it's never them in front of you speaking for you. For it's them with you side by side or right behind you. Yeah. So once I'm like, yo, we gonna do X, Y, and Z. You know, make sure that I get done. That kind of thing. It's 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 real close. It's very it's very tight. But I will say too, um, kind of along with the, not even along with, the, but I agree with the assistant. Somebody who can respond to your emails for you is more professional. You yeah, know, and like you're that. not hearing back from me directly. You hear about from my assistant. But another uh, job that has been um, helpful for me in the past and having is a PR representative. Sure. So this is the person that is you know establishing marketing uh, plans for you. This is the person that will reach out to media outlets and you know, get you on in radio or get you on red carpet appearances. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you definitely need, you know, to kind of get you kickstarted as an independent artist or just as an artist in general. I mean, yeah. Um, so that's another, another thing that could be yeah, I, I, a Yeah, big, a big thing about it is it's very similar to when you're like applying for like a job um, and they kind of want you, depending on what type of job it is, they want you to have a, a network already before you come work for the company. Right. It's that kind of thing. So if, if it's a situation where it's like a, a manager and they're establishing the industry like they've already managed other people and then like maybe yeah. they just moved on from it but they still have those connections and they're positive and, and working yeah. um, relationships that can actually benefit you then then it makes sense you know the pros just have to outweigh the cons mm-hmm. um, and you just don't want anyone who's just around 
and just, yeah, no, you know, yeah, yeah. P- being a parrot to everything just out of, you don't need all that because then it no. gets annoying yeah. and then they take in 15%. Yeah, and you you know the difference. Trust yeah. me, you know the difference of somebody 100%. who's just trying to make decisions for you, act like they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. But people who just time, who try to put themselves in, yeah. they want to they be around you because they think you're talented, but they also feel like that's just going to be an opportunity for you to put them in rooms with other people that they want right. to connect with. That's not my job. Whoever you choose as your manager, it should be a person that you you know that they know what you would think. And you, you have to feel just as comfortable with them making a decision for you as you make a decision for yourself. Yeah. And also, this is a person that you would go to if you have a big decision to make for yourself and you trust their advice. Yeah. And that takes a while to build that Absolutely. relationship. You yeah. Know what I mean? so, if you're not there, you don't you don't need to have that person manage. I think I think it's, there's a possibility that someone can start out as your assistant and work their way to being your, your manager. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I, I just feel like the time, it's, it's a relationship, you know, it's like dating somebody, you know what I mean? You don't really know if they look good in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you don't know how a shorty going to react yep. when, when, when it hit the fan, you know what I'm saying? When, when real serious things happen, so you can't have somebody around you, you don't really know their character. And that's you're not going to know a manager's character right off the bat. Nah. You know what nah. I mean? But, I'm you like, know, that's why, you're, you, that's why you don't pay anybody straight up, right? Like, you, you first of all, you really shouldn't be paying a, paying a manager anything, right? Um, a manager should be getting uh, money off a percentage of the work that they get you. Um, so if you ever have anybody say, I'm a man, hey, look, I'm a manager, you know what I'm saying? They're looking for a salary. Hey, look, you know, I'm a manager, blah, blah. But, you know, listen, you're going to put me a little money in my pocket. You know, yeah. You know, if I'm if nah. I'm getting paid, I'm only getting paid when we're doing shows and endorsements, things like that, then that's when you get paid. Too. And that's those are shows that you got me. Yeah. We're not, I'm not over here doing all the work and then you getting 15% off of me from working. Exactly. So if I'm already working before I hire you, you shouldn't be, before you book me anything or you do anything for me. Absolutely no, it's I'll not. Automatically start eating off of the work that I've already been doing. No, it's not. Absolutely no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you blocked that 100% alpaca What does Zell say What's that clip That's going fire I gotta watch that interview With Denzel and uh, Jamie Foxx he said, he said I'm from around the way I'm leaving here What's up dude I gotta watch that man Yo I used to tell people Denzel Washington Was my father Cause my government name My last name was Washington That's actually good I have a I have a um, Unique last name So I couldn't use that one <laughs> I I yeah man I used to tell because I was like you know when I was acting I was doing the musicals and stuff like that yeah, I, like, it was like oh my goodness you're such a good actor and it's like what'd you learn I was like actually my father is a, is a, is a good actor <laughs> he's like who's your father Denzel he's like really I was like yeah you don't see it they did not see it Wait, but you know when people they lie to you, you know when they when they bang with you they be yeah. like oh I do I see that I was like that. I know, yeah, I know you do oh let me I'm gonna give you one of his lines I'm gonna do the, the Denzel lip quiver yeah, you, yeah, and do the, the the point that he do when he yeah yeah the point he he said that uh, that's a hundred percent alpaca you you wipe that you block that he said not on the phone you got it nobody talked to me directly great actor this is the man bro yeah absolutely all right you said we got one more topic one more topic man so uh, this is a a, a bit more. <laughs> More fun topic, man. Oh, gee. Um, you know, I know sometimes we get a little deep. Yeah. Um, so this, this is a little more fun. So. I actually don't even know what you got. Who could who could versus Missy Elliott? And oh, before we pick. even before we even jump in, look, hey, yeah. look, you know, uh, we always talk about the DMV. Here you go. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and represent the 757. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Missy Elliott is from the 757, seven cities. You know what I mean? I'm from Virginia Beach originally. Uh, that's my hometown. Uh, home, home to, home to uh, Timbaland. You may have heard of him. You know, small, yeah. small artist. Home, home of uh, Pharrell. You know, small artist. What part of Virginia is um, Chris Brown from? He's from uh, Rappahan- Tappahannock. Tappahannock. Mm. Um, oh, they said that one. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably like. You know where is that? It's probably closer to Richmond area. 
Yeah, yeah, so nah, I can't. We can't claim Chris Brown. Um, and Trey Songs is from Virginia as well. He's where's he from? Virginia? Actually, I don't know. I think he's from Richmond area. We, you, you know what Versus needs to do at some point? They need to do Versus like a state, like a state yeah. Versus. That'd be cool. that'd be hard, right? So then, cool. but then you you keep it. So if you want to make it into, I hope uh, Swiss Beats and, and Timberland hear this. Make it kind of like a game show kind of thing where they only get a certain amount of songs that they can play. So mm-hmm. keep it at 20. Uh-huh. You bring a few different artists together, mm-hmm. but y'all only get 20. That's good. You know what I mean? So now you got to go through your discography and you got to pick songs. Like, all right, no, no, no. But let me swap that out for this, swap that out for that. I have my pick, though, for your, your uh, Missy Elliott take. I'm going to let you go okay, back no, and no, talk no. about Virginia no, first. Yeah. Go ahead. Proceed. No, I was just going to say, going off of what you just said, imagine if they did something like that. You know how they're doing like the live versus or whatever yeah. now in stadiums? You go to your you go to your state. Yeah, that that and, that and you and you tag you, it's like tags and you tag somebody. Oh, I'm gonna tag and bust on this Man, one. Who is crazy. actually my pick as the person to face Missy Elliott in the verses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be probably the most fun versus we have seen. Yeah, I can see Missy that. Elliott and Busta. Yeah, that'd be good stuff. Oh, that'd be so great. That's my pick, and I don't, I don't have anything else to say about it. I think the I think the obvious pick would probably be Lizzo. Um, only I'm, because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, but like, like, hear me out. <laughs> That's not hear obvious. Out. Hear me out. I'm gonna hear you. Let me take okay. a sip. Cause it... The reason I say Lizzo, I mean, obviously, obviously, the better versus is Busta Rhymes. Yes. Is that... What is happening? No, the reason I said Lizzo is because she's like a she's like a young. She's not uh, ready, bro. Protege. No, she's 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 not. But uh, I mean, she she got, she has twenty. She has twenty. No, she does not like, have twenty. What? Lizzo does not have twenty. She, she got twenty lined up. Come on. She don't have twenty. And she Lizzo would get smoked in the verses. You're right. Okay. And she shouldn't even be in the room. Shout out to Lizzo. I love you. I love everything about you, Queen. But you don't belong in that room yet, Queen. What? Yeah. So you're you're, you're probably right. I'll take. I'm gonna take back Lizzo. Walk that all the way back. Yeah, because she she might get smoked. I I do think I do think Busta is a good choice. The the, I'm gonna go back though. The reason that I said Lizzo is because you got to think about verses as a business, right? And verses. Having two female artists who are very similar, in that, you know, Lizzo yeah. definitely is walking in the the steps of Missy. I yeah. think it would be. What do you mean? Like she Listen, she, men- she mentored her. It's a it's a hard no for me, brother. That's cool. It's hard, I, but I I see what you're trying to say. But That's Lizzo cool. Lizzo's so she's like a a baby to me right now. I'm, she's yeah, been out for a course. while. Yeah, yeah. She's been out for a while because I, I went back and I listened to her music and her EPs from before. I think she had music going back to like 2016. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Lizzo and Missy too different, bro. I, I I do agree. I do think that I'm trying to think of another woman artist. To, yeah, that's to what, kind of that's more what I'm out. that's more what I'm getting at. Like, Got you. Having an, another female artist who is kind of walking along, walking the same lines as Missy, and a versus that thing. I a versus that I think she would do. She's so unique. That but it's, it's supposed hard. it's supposed to be a celebration. Like celebration. I think a celebration. Matter of fact, that's the name of this episode. Yeah, a, it's celebration. A, a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Dave Chappelle. I'm gonna yeah. go back to that in a second. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And I want to watch his uh, his uh, yeah his special. special. His I haven't special. haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, yeah but, for sure. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times people miss that with verses and like, yeah, yeah, it's a battle. Like this, you know. No, like these artists know they they are successful and they. But with that being said, I will definitely say that Lizzo was a very young artist to be trying to go against Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it would be a fun versus to watch. Yeah. It'd now, be fun. if I had to pick someone to go against her. As far as having the music to go against her and music that is somewhat similar mm-hmm. and uh, from the same time, I think Buster Buster is definitely the best choice. That Buster Billy, Buster Missy versus. But she's not one. doing it. Yeah. She's not gonna do it. I think it don't move. Would, I think she would do that one. It don't move. It don't, <laughs> <laughs> it don't move. It don't move. I, hey, I don't. Yeah, I don't. That would be a great one. 
Um, Missy, uh, look, Virginia artists, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say this one yeah, thing. Do it, bro. A lot of Virginia artists have pretty much said they will only verse themselves. Yeah. And I, you know, I Missy, Missy and Buster will be legendary, and 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 they could do music together too, because Buster did some interludes and some intros on her albums. Uh, that would be fire, man. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be fire. Hey, I. I hope that happens. I love Buster. He's one of the greatest of all time. Missy, of course, is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. If y'all at home, if y'all can think of or wherever you're listening at, if you can think of a, another, we prefer a woman artist. Yeah, Buster's a pick right now. If you can think of another woman artist that you think could compete against Missy in a versus, please let us know because we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about like sh- like shocks as far as versus like Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. Like, those like, those two female artists, I, like, mean, I never thought that was a good matchup. But it's a shock, like you know what I mean. Like, and it was it was cool. It was for me, it was cool to see. Right, yeah. it was cool to see the two of them come back. I think that they've definitely like resurfaced as artists as of late. You're seeing a lot more of them after that, and I <sighs> mm. think that uh, it'll be cool. But I guess it kind of walk. I'm walking it back because for me, it would be better to have uh, a female artist who is from the same era yeah. as Missy, as opposed to someone new, newer like Lizzo. I'm trying to so because Missy Elliott is such a legend and she kind of varies over a couple. I got it. Who you got? I got it. I got I got two two. I got it. But they're not good picks. Go ahead. It is a good pick. Who is it? Eve. That would be a good one. Eve versus Missy. But she already went. It don't matter. That was a bad matchup too. I don't know why Eve went against Trina. That was crazy. I have no idea. You know who I was thinking? But maybe 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 the the two people that I'm thinking they should go against each other. I was thinking either MC Light. She's a little too. She's or a Queen Latifah. They need to go against each other. And I yeah. think they should go against each other. Not, not, not Missy. Not the game. Not, not, not the. We talking about practice. Yeah, not the game. Not when yeah. I'm out there scoring forty points. See, that's my what, life on the see, line. That's the. Why was his life on the line? Talking about, talking about. I need to know why Alan Iverson's life was his on life the line when not, he was balling. Not when I'm out there putting my life on the line. <laughs> my life playing basketball. Dang. Oh man. Oh, I got a quick story. Yeah. Did I tell you when I used to play ball that I went to Sixers camp? I think you might have mentioned this. Yeah, year. I was. That's back when I was serious about playing basketball, and I did something very stupid. So, I, audience, pod squad, I used to play basketball, and and I loved the sport, and I, I actually I'm I'm pretty good at it, mm-hmm. right? But when I was a kid, I was stupid, so I used to do dumb stuff. I was good. I was a little taller than everybody else, so they used to maybe play play forward. But wow. then they messed up and they had me run the point guard one time, and then that's when I found my calling in LeBron, basketball. Young LeBron. Young Magic. I was yeah, definitely Young Magic. Um, <laughs> call me uh, Houdini, um, Houdini King. Don't do that. Um, so I, I got to go to Sixers camp and I got to to watch the the team play and I got to practice and, and play with Sixers legends. And the, <laughs> my uh, my coach was a uh, I don't know if y'all know World Be Free, but he's actually a legend. You should look him up. NBA player World Be Free. Yeah, Metal World Peace. No, World Be Free. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Metal World Peace, Madison the Palace. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I did that. But when I when I say that I was dumb, I so one day when I was like running intramural leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I I don't remember where I got these little tattoos from, oh, but man. I was trying to be Allen Iverson, right? Oh, wow, you had the sleeve. I pulled a bunch of you know how like six nines tattoos look. Where he just got a bunch of six nines on his arm. That's crazy. I pulled a bunch of little tattoos from where from somewhere, and before practice and before the game and the tournament started, it was like a tournament out there. Before the tournament started, I went in the bathroom and I was in that joint for like 30, 40 nah, minutes. You didn't. You didn't. Putting on tattoos on my arms. That's crazy. <laughs> and my mother came out and she so because I already had the headband on with the with the armband. You thought you were him. I was I was ready to ball. Your number three? Nah, my oh, number okay. was either like what number? I think I wore ten back then. Wow! Because I, you know, I like to pass ten or sixty-four. Those are my favorite numbers. Wow! Um, 
Yeah, so my mother told me, she was like, you look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> mama get you right, man. Anybody, anybody, anybody get you right, your mama gets hey, you right. Hey, my mama could get me right to this day, and I'm Same. always appreciated because you got to have somebody who keep you humble. But I, I look nuts. <laughs> I had an arm full of the same tattoo as a sleeve with the armband on and the headband. I thought I was AI. You definitely were 6'9", though. I would never be 6'9", because I, I would never snitch <laughs> in my life. But I just wanted to tell you that story, wow. man. But, yeah, back to the verses. Missy and yeah. Buster would be the pick. If y'all can think of somebody else to go against Missy, please let us know, because yeah. Missy's a legend. She's in that realm where there's really nobody like her, so yeah. it's hard to find someone to compete with her. Yeah, and but when y'all when y'all send your suggestions, because this is something I was thinking about, too. I know, and I'm not, I'm going to get some backlash for Lizzo, and I'm cool with it. It's fine. Yeah, they're going to they spark you up for that. That's cool. Chew, chew me up. <laughs> but not. Nah, um, but the reason I the reason I want you I want to say this is make sure you think about the type of music that was made by each artist. Yeah. A lot of times uh, in these verses they put artists together and they just don't match up. And I like Missy has a lot of like party records. She got some R and B oh, songs. Like just think it. think about who that could be. Yeah. I, I, if if we were going to bring back someone who already had a verses before, you know who would be good against Missy? Ludacris. Yeah, I can see that. That's Lord good. Chris yeah, would be a see, good pick. matchups like that. Yeah, it's because they both were very animated. Yep. They had big records. They had great features. Yes. Missy versus Ludacris would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Ludacris went against uh, Nelly. Yeah, that was a good matchup. Yeah, that and was I, I saw the versus calendar. I know they said they're going to redo some of those verses that had the lower Before, quality. Yeah, yeah, I know they're going to redo some of those. I'm excited to see what they do. I definitely think they should redo the Nelly versus Ludacris one. They should redo the uh, T Pain and um, Lil John one. That yeah. joint would be crazy live. Yeah, that might, joint would be. I might have crazy. to go to that one. Hey, I'm down, bro. Yeah, I might think wherever it's at. I'm down. We already said we're gonna go to some NBA games this season because you're a Heat fan. I'm a Lakers fan. Absolutely. So we gotta decide if we're going to LA or going. And to the Heat Miami. look insane already in the y'all preseason. look bonkers, bro. I'm but ready. you see, you see what we got going on. You're, hey, look. The game is the game. Hey, I'm making my predictions right now. I see that 2020 bubble matchup in the finals. I see the Heat and the Lakers going to the finals again. Yeah, it don't matter to the finals. Yeah. And by then, I mean we we all should um, yeah. we all should we both should be in shape. And, and since we're talking about that. Um, after this podcast, I'm going to go watch my, my girls, the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA. It's the Western Conference Finals right now. Yeah. Uh, they're up against the uh, the Phoenix uh, Mercury, mm-hmm. Game 5, which is the equivalent of Game 7 uh-huh. for my NBA watchers. So right after the pod, I'm going to watch my girls play. Shout out to Liz Canvey. Shout out to Kelsey Plum. Shout out to Asia Wilson. Wow. Uh, shout out to Chelsea Gray. Yeah. They're, they yeah. ball, bro. Macy Gray and Russell Wilson. Macy Gray and Russell Wilson. Shout out to them, man. Shout out to all of them. Basically, great Russell Wilson, man. All of them, man. But they've been balling, man. And like I told y'all, uh, the second episode that I made a conscious decision to start watching female sports or women's yeah. sports. Excuse you me. sound like you're into it, man. And I'm, I'm loving it. I actually, the other night, I was I was like, bro, I'm going to watch it, man. I'm going to watch it. And then it, was, it No, it wasn't on. It wasn't on. It wasn't a night where you know. Of course, it's the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, playoffs every other day. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I was in it. I might I'm, I'm gonna get y'all to watch tonight. I'm about to say I might, I might check it out. Yeah, what time um, is it right now? We good on time. Cool. So look. Um, I think we ran through everything that we needed to hit for the night. Yeah. Um, so now it's, it's come to my favorite part of the the podcast mm-hmm. uh, where we, we jump into the recipe. Recipe. Um, for those of you who are new listeners, this is the portion of the podcast where one of us picks a song where we believe has the perfect mix. And we listen to it, a portion of it. We'll break down and analyze the song start to finish every aspect of it. 
and we'll give you all the ingredients to what we believe to be the perfect mix, right? Yeah. The perfect song, uh, just a very well complete, very well done song. So mm-hmm. last week you uh, you picked Dua Lipa, Levitating. What Before a that, yeah, it was great, great. Exquisite. Great. What did I say? Expenses. Expenses. Everything about it is expenses. Yeah. And I, uh, it's my turn this time. Go for it, bro. And um, I have um, I have a group, I have a group that is expenses. Mm. And um, individually and together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about this one. And actually, uh, they just announced that November 12th they're gonna drop their album. Mm-hmm. This is Sook Sonic. The song that I'm picking is "Leave the Door Open." Mm-hmm. So they they dropped this song on us. It was a just a different sound. Yeah. And Right now, you and I are going to take a listen to it, and then afterwards, we'll come back and break it down. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it first. Expenses. Expenses. It's expenses. Start to finish, man. Start to finish. I love that song. Um, nice. I remember when uh, that song came out, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was just such a it was such a different sound, man. Like uh, different sound for this day and age, but not a different sound than what we were used to hearing. And I'm gonna tell you where this sound was pulled from. The sound is pulled from the '70s, which is so cool that um, an artist is able to take what's been created right bring it to present day and it's a song that we all love and we can appreciate it's well written well done and that just kind of lets you know you don't have you don't have to stick to the wave and do what everyone else is doing nowadays do what you feel is good do what you're what you're feel uh what you're inspired to do and make it your own and then put 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 a little put a little bit of present day stuff in there that makes it fit. And you know, I know that you definitely talk a lot about that. You don't have to conform to what everybody's doing um, nowadays. So with that, I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down. And you know, we'll, we'll go over to you. And I want to hear your thoughts on the song. But um, "Leave the Door Open" was definitely a breath breath of fresh air. It was something that was unexpected. Um, it was really cool to see Bruno. So Bruno's one of my favorite artists. It was cool to see him, you know, talk about Anderson and say that he he was kind of, you know, Bruno was saying he was kind of in a space where he wasn't necessarily inspired um, because he kept chasing the next hit. So when you when you have songs and hits the way that an artist like Bruno has, a lot of times you struggle with how can I match or make something better than what I've already done? 
And sometimes what's a healthy way of doing it is collaborating with an, another artist who can pull in fresh ideas and inspire you. And um, that's definitely what has happened here. And I'm, I'm definitely here for Silk Sonic, man. Like um, their sound is unique and uh, Leave the Door Open was a, a hit in my opinion. It's a song that we're going to be listening to 15, 20 years from now. And um, so starting from the top, um, the way that the song comes in, you hear the live drums. It's definitely Anderson. Uh, is it Pack or Pack? Pack? Pack, right? I believe it's Pack. I'm sure that people will correct us, you know, but it's, I think it's Pack. So live drums, uh, Anderson Pack says he is a drummer first. We hear this throughout the entire song, right? Um, so they're setting the tone with the instrumentation and it's just clean. Everything about it is very, very clean. And you know that they were not rushing this. It was it was something where, you know, they were probably in quarantine, chilling, hanging out in the studio, and they wanted it to be right. Um, so one thing I want you all to do when you listen back to this song after this, listen to the BGVs, listen to the background vocals. And I want you to I want to stress to you the importance of good background vocals, especially on a good R&B song. Um, you can go through you can go through any any R&B song in our history and um, well, not necessarily in present because there's not a lot of artists doing a lot of good background, but 90s, early 2000s, like focusing or in before focusing on good background vocals and the background vocals really, really hold the song together. They're the glue to this song, along with the bass line. Um, the live drums definitely keep the, the song driving, but those background vocals and then also the ad libs are so creative and it's something that we do. So like something that we'll do when we're singing the song. So what you doing? Where you at? You got plans? Uh-uh. Right. Don't say, uh, don't say that. Like those, those ad libs and just kind of being in the, being in the pocket, um, off, like kind of off the beat. Um, those are things that definitely add to the song. And I just want you all to make sure you just kind of listen to those things because, you know, to, to most people, you'd be like, oh, that's, that's really cool. But nah, that's very strategic uh, and is, is well done throughout the entire song. I know I touched on the bass line, but I want you to listen to that because, again, that bass line is definitely driving the song and setting the foundation. And then once you get past that, uh, once you get past the verse, you know, where Anderson pa um, Pack is uh, leading and um, you go into the pre-hook, you hear the song open up instrumentation wise and is but are you playing no games? Right. And you hear some ahs and oohs in the underneath again, background vocals, but it opens up the song and it brightens it right before we fall back into um, the groove again in the hook. Leave the door open. He's more he's sustaining more notes. And all of those things that I'm mentioning are giving us levels throughout the song. Right. You got to have levels. So when you think of music, think of. Um, taking pictures, right? Models can't just stand there and take the same picture. You got to give people different looks, different shots to take. So uh, the, the, all the way throughout the entire song, it's definitely giving us different levels and changing dynamics. Um, and it's keeping us interested the entire time. Then we fall back into verse two. Anderson Pack comes back again and he changes things up a bit, but not too much because it's not necessary. Now we know the song. Now we know the melody and we're in the song. Um, then it takes us over to the bridge. And the bridge is just a cool moment because it keeps the song nice and open and they're not overdoing it. But I want to say that Bruno's vocals definitely bring the song where it needs to be because he starts singing for a second. And this is definitely a song where you, you can't just be, you know, talking the whole time. You got to have some vocals in there. And um, again, I'm going I'm to I'm talk about Bruno this way because he's one of my favorite artists, but he definitely starts singing there. But then at the end, Anderson Pack comes in 
And he's not a, a super vocalist, but he gives us a lot of personality to the song. So really, one of the most memorable parts is Anderson Pack's ad-libs at the end of the song for me. The woo-woo-woo-woo, right? Like all of those things, you know what I mean? Like it's not perfection, but it's something that we remember about the song. Um, and I was thinking about a, a group that this reminded me of, and I, I went and looked up a few of the stylistic songs. And the sound from the 70s is definitely pulled from the stylistics. A few of their top songs is um, You Are Everything, you make me feel brand you make me brand new right all that stuff right there bet you by golly well (laughs) right break up to make up all of these things from the stylistics that sound um i think it was definitely encompassed in this song um in in a present day way man and i'm a fan of it i'm ready for the album yeah i love it bro yeah. He said, listen, did it fall out? This, man. That's exactly what I was thinking. This joint is giving stylistics, it's giving whispers, it's definitely giving, whispers, giving, giving some slight, some slight temptations, it's giving some slight OJ. It's giving, yeah, you, you could even throw in the um, the BGs, Osley brothers, BGs, the, the BGs, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, this joint. <clears throat> so, first and foremost, the, the, the most important thing for me, or the first thing to note. In this joint is how I always talk about the, the, the type of writing style, right? What mm-hmm. do I say, guys? Pod Squad, what do I say? It's either a conversation or a story. This yep. song is absolutely a conversation. He comes in, what you doing? Yeah. Where you at? He's talking to a, what, what, yo, pull up. Yeah. Oh, you got plans? Is. Don't say that. Mm-hmm. You don't. Don't say that. Not Come anymore. around the way. Yeah. So I love that first. That's the first thing that, that I noticed. I love the instrumentation. It's given those classic vibes of the 60s and the 70s, right? Where you got not only a full band, guitar, bass, drums, but you got strings in there. You know what I mean? You got different things that add more more color, more uh, versatility, more personality to the overall song, right? Yep. Great writing. One thing I noticed about Bruno, especially in his... Um, I thought... So in his previous album, what was it? Doops and and cardigans. What was that? What was it yeah, called? Yeah. That's it's, what it's called. It's like doops and, and something. Doops and, and, and shoe ops. Yeah. yeah. Um, doops and photo ops. <laughs> whatever that album is called. I thought that his songs were doops and hooligans. Doops and hooligans. So not cardigans, but I was close. Yeah, you're, you're uh, and hooligans. Uh, the songs and the singles that he had on that album were, were structured very well, right? So when I listened to this song and then I listened to Twenty Four K Magic, that album. It solidified to me that Bruno is very scientific when he puts his songs together, right? So you can feel the shift. It's like, all right, this is the chorus. This is the Mm pre-chorus. I ain't playing no games everywhere. That that pre-chorus. And then even down to... If you're trying to Walking it up And that little walk up right there Is taking you to that dominant chord That five chord Right And then right back to the To the tonic So he's Mm -hmm. He's doing the basics Of music theory When he's putting these songs together As far as the chord progressions Are concerned Keeping the song very simple In that aspect But letting the writing And the background vocals Do a lot of the work for him Great song Great writing, great structure, and then like like Brandon was saying, when Anderson Pack comes in, he's giving you pretty much the same kind of melody, but he's switching it up. So just like we discussed last episode, right, adding embellishments and adding slight changes to it to keep um, keep it fresh, but it's still it's not pulling away from the original concept of the song too much. You just you want people to still remember what it is because you want them to sing along with you, right, right in the car when they're listening to it at home, when they listen while they're washing dishes and they're cleaning their house, when they come to see you on tour. Mm-hmm. It's going to be easier for them to remember because the melodies are similar. Yep. 
Yep. But you add a little something to it to keep it fresh so it's not boring. That's great. The bridge is great. Anderson Pack, we already know he's a master drummer. He's a master percussionist. So him playing those those beautiful drums all throughout the song, I know that was him adding that spice in there, right? You got these background vocals. We know that's Bruno and his his group. This is group. What's his group called? His band. They're, they're, I mean, they're the doo wops. Like, but okay. Yeah, his his band. I, I love watching them too, and they they get to it. So hearing them uh, get to it uh, was great. Um, the la 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 yeah. la la la. That's great. That's giving you the sixties and seventies all over. That's giving you stylistics for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got another story for. I don't know if I ever told you, but I, I know you know a guy. I knew one guy from the stylistics, not from the original group of the stylistics. His name was Stu. He okay. was one of my mentors. Stu. Um, was there was a, a point in time when the stylistics they kind of like broke up and they added in new members, kind of like the Temptations when they brought in uh, the other guy. Stu was a part of that group, and when little brother and um, I forget who's in that in that who's in there with him, but when they dropped that song, um, oh I can't remember the song. How can it be? When they sampled that joint, Stu came with me. He was like, "Look at these young boys. They sampled my song and they didn't get permission." And he like, "Oh wow, yeah." It, it was a whole big debacle, but it was it was funny to see, man. Gotta get permission, man. Uh, you gotta get permission. Uh, so yeah, but that song right there, that bridge was definitely giving me stylistics. It was definitely giving me whispers for sure. It was dope to hear. It's a great song, and and now with the album coming, I'm excited to see what they do. I wish it would have came sooner, but yeah. better late than never. Yep. Um. Let's get to it. I'm excited to see what they do. So, break it down for me, brother. What's the recipe for this song? What makes this song perfect? What makes the song perfect is having two artists come together and collaborate using their their two styles and their gifts. Um, Bruno is a writer and a musician first, mm. right? Anderson Pack is a is a percussionist, a drummer, a, a musician first. Mm. You hear that all throughout the entire song. Yeah. And then you got, so you got strong instrument, you got strong production, strong instrumentation, you got strong writing, strong uh, delivery on the song. All of those things combined, you know, again, they're two successful artists by themselves. When you come together and, and you have chemistry with somebody, um, you can't really, you, you can't really, uh, you can't really fake that. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely tell that what they put on this song is something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they got Boosie Collins. Uh, mentoring them legend um you know what i mean like there's just a lot of there's a lot of chemistry and in, in the right energy in the room with you this know creative used to play for, play for james brown oh wow really mm-hmm. i mean i can see that early in his career he played with james brown yeah, yeah yeah so i mean look the recipe is you pull together the right people with the right with the right talents mm-hmm. and the right chemistry and you get a very well written song you get you get clean and perfect production you get great background vocals great writing the right person leading the right section of the song um and everything being tied together and having the the right ears in the room to get a song like leave the door open and we're we're still talking about it i think the song is probably a year old at this point and now we're hyped for the album um i'm not gonna talk about skate the second single (laughs) um but i think that there's a reason why they put skate out and I think skate will definitely tie things together on the album. I hope so. So I, I'm, I'm. That's my prediction for it. Skate's gonna fit very well on the album. So, so what, I, what I, what I'll briefly say about it is, like I said, I, Bruno knows how to write a song, right? He knows yeah. how to structure songs using theory and, and understanding uh, how songs influence people and, and where they, where they belong, right? Skate, yeah, came out at a very specific time in the summertime, mm-hmm. right? 
that's what they were going for. They were they were going oh, for yeah. the skaters in LA, you know, who who ride around with the short shorts and the high socks, you know, the pretty yeah. women who skate around, the, everybody who's skating on Instagram and, and getting those videos off. Mm-hmm. They were definitely it's, it's an in, it's definitely a song for an endorsement and for sync licensing. When I Absolutely. heard it, yeah. I was like, this is a commercial song. Placement, yeah. Literally for placements and commercials and all of that. I don't know if it if it panned out that way and if it even if it hasn't yet, I think once the full album comes out and they push it a little more, it will oh, yeah. do what it's supposed to do. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. The song is so well structured. They did a great job. It had us at home like, damn, like, yo, drop the rest of the album already. Yeah. Or drop another single. We were waiting. We, we were talking about that with you and I and, and with our other bros. Like, yo, where is the rest of the music yeah. for Silk Sonic? I'm glad we have a release date. I'm glad we got something to look forward to. Yep. I think we're going to have a great winter uh, with oh, all yeah. the good music coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we got some good R&B coming, man. Yeah. You know, Summer Walker is going to drop yeah, her album soon. The second joint. I love what she's doing with her marketing. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. It is good. You know, you got to be creative with that. Well, hey, look, man. What's up, brother? Uh, we got another successful episode of the pod. Pod Squad, we out here. We um, moving now. Yeah, man. And, we cooking um, with grease. We just want to let you guys know we definitely appreciate it. We see that you all are listening. We appreciate you guys just liking us. Uh, liking our, our post on social media yeah, and just yeah. showing us love at all times. Yeah. Uh, we want this thing to grow and it won't go anywhere without y'all. So we just want to say we appreciate you. If you're listening to us on Spotify or on Anchor, on, on Apple Podcasts, yeah. um, you know, make sure when you listen, um, you guys just let us know how you're feeling on social media. And then we also um, we post on YouTube. So make sure you guys like and comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And um, we just want to say we appreciate y'all. 100%. 1,000%. We appreciate you. And please, like, you know, talk to us about it. Give us your takes on the things we discuss. Absolutely. We'll continue to try to put more polls in on uh, on Spotify. And maybe we'll take those things to, to Twitter and Instagram as well. Yeah. Where you can respond to us directly and just let us know your takes on the different topics that we brought up. We want to hear from you. And then we'll name that section, whether it's Backlash, Pushback. <laughs> yep. uh, uh, I'm ready for the Lizzo heat. Let's go. Yeah, that joint's definitely coming. <laughs> That's that's crazy. You about to get smoked for that. If I got smoked for the way my mic sounded episode two, you about to get smoked for that Lizzo take. I can take uh, it. It's all good. You sure can, brother. But it, it's all, and that's what this is about. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're about exploring topics and exploring just the possibilities in music. That's what it's all about. You know, yeah, R&B, man. hip-hop, pop, anything. I can't wait till we start to venture into different styles of music like country and all that. I got one country song that I heard. Uh, a couple of years ago that I've keep I've been I've been meaning to bring back. Yeah, it's so well written. We gotta bring it in, man. That I have to bring it in. It's a celebration. Matter of fact, you know what? The country song I'm talking about, I'm not gonna mention it. It is not Old Town Road. Thank, um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, I'm gonna actually do it for the next recipe because I know it's my turn. I'm gonna do that okay. song for the next recipe. Uh, and I hope y'all understand where I'm coming from. You enjoy it. Like I said, it's always a conversation or a story. That's make those make the greatest records of all time. So look out for that. I'm so excited that you have been listening. We can see you. We hear you. We love you. And we're going to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, man. And keep the bottle pouring, or I I guess. That works. I was trying to find a transition to, like, whiskey, you know, because we're not a sports podcast. We're a whiskey and music podcast. Yeah. So we're going to keep the bottle pouring. That's it. Hey. (laughs) Well, hey, look, man. Another successful episode. I love it, brother. Whiskey Wednesdays. Let's go link with the brothers. There we go. Whiskey Wednesdays. Hey, Brandon, pour me another one.